Welcome to the Get It Together podcast with Jess and Sarah, a self-help podcast for cynics. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) That felt really insincere. Hi. (laughs) See, I heard you say we're recording, but I was still fucking around with something else entirely. (laughs) It went in one ear and out the other. That's okay. That's okay. I think that's hi. 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 What's up? What's up? How are you doing? I'm I'm okay. I'm really burned out on life right now. Cool. Real burned out. How are you doing? You know, I am really busy this week, Mm -hmm. which has been exhausting, but also like super good for my mental health. So good. Yeah. (laughs) I'm tired, but I'm like thankful that I'm super busy and I don't have time to be sad. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm, I mean, I guess I'm good, all things considered, and yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. Beats where you were last week. It's improvement. You gotta do what you gotta do. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> Thanks to everybody who reached out to me just to check in and see how I am and say hi. I really appreciate that, and. Aw, you guys. Yeah, so nice. So nice. It's super nice. Thank you. Um, I'm feeling like what we're going to talk about is probably really timely because I think part of why I'm so exhausted Mm. and drained by life is all of the fucking chaos going on right now in the world that's being blasted on social media. Mm. Can I just say Mm. that? Here we are. We're like impeachment watch day. I don't know. 14, who knows? 14, 15, yeah, a thousand. (laughs) It's a lot. It's a lot. It is. So, yeah, social media's impact on mental health. It's a big, big topic. And I think I have a lot to say about it. I'm sure you have a lot to say about it. Should we just get into it? (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. I just, this is one of those I think everybody's going to relate to. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your experience with social media? Kind of start from the beginning. Like when did you start using social media? What Mm. different channels do you use? Kind of give me like a background on your social media use. I was late to the social media game because I just was busy, you Mm. know, like I didn't hear about MySpace until MySpace was almost kind of passe. Mm -hmm. So I had my you know, I put my little page together with my really bad grainy photos from my shitty little flip phone. Like, you know, it was, <laughs> it was very archaic, um, for the time. Uh, and then I didn't hear about Facebook either until I think 2009, I want to mm-hmm. say like beginning of 2009, end of 2008, 2009. Um, and that's kind of the only thing I participated in for a long time. I really didn't get clued into Instagram for several years. I, I used it a little bit, uh, in my business mm-hmm. when kind of using it for promotion was just starting, but I didn't really understand it. It was very just confusing and it was a whole other animal. Like it just didn't make sense to me and hashtagging and all that. Like I yeah. just didn't get it. Um, so now I have, you know, five Instagram pages and four fucking Facebook accounts. Like it's just, <laughs> A bit much. Overkill. 
Yeah. So one of the things that I've done this last month is, um, work to consolidate everything, consolidate mm -hmm. my brand. I'm getting rid of pages and deleting stuff and just trying to get things a little bit more sane. Okay. How about yeah. you? I mean, so I've been on social media since I guess junior high. Um, I had MySpace when it okay, was. Okay. I just want to clarify. I was like 37 <laughs> when I got on Facebook. So, well, Facebook didn't continue. come out until fairly recently. So, <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I had a MySpace in, I want to say junior high and AIM, obviously, I think. I was obviously about it. I have no idea what that is. AIM? Yeah. No clue. Okay. It's a very millennial thing, but it was uh, American. Where was it called? It was like the AOL, um, instant messenger chat. Okay. Yeah. Um, so people in their mid thirties and, um, they're generally the people who will know what that is, but okay. essentially it was like Facebook chat before you had anything like that. You can create like a little message and everything. Um, okay. So okay. I, grew, I grew up with things like that. Um, mm -hmm. And then Facebook, I got Facebook um, the first year they opened up to non Ivy league schools. So 2004. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I've been on Facebook for 15 years and mm -hmm. um I've had Twitter since the beginning. I used to be really active on Twitter and since have cut back, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, I've had Pinterest since the beginning, but I don't really, I know Pinterest is like social media, but I don't really consider it social. I think it's becoming more so and like people are using it for promotion and advertising and that kind yeah. of thing, but it's definitely a different animal. I think like I don't feel the emotional drain from Pinterest that I do from other right sites, you know I think it creates a different type of anxiety um well sure you get yeah. the like my house will never look like that my husband will never look like that I will never look like that yeah despair for yeah. sure um and then Instagram is probably my main social media right now and I use that more than anything so that's mm -hmm. kind of my background with social media and all the different things. I know there's like Snapchat. I never mm -hmm. got into that. I'm, I guess I'm at that cutoff where like, I'm not part of that generation. Right. Yeah, um, no, that's my daughter's generation. And she yeah. actually set me up with a, with a page and I'm sort of figuring it out. And she's really the only person I'd send pictures to or talk to mm -hmm. on it. Um, but it's, again, it's just like one more thing that just feels encroaching, you know? Yeah. Um, and of course now there's TikTok, which I've never even looked up. What the fuck is that? I know. <laughs> and there's you, there's YouTube, which I use, but I don't, um, I don't create content for YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, which is interesting. Cause like my father is very, very active on YouTube and has like 3000 followers or something. And I just, I never got on the YouTube train. So, mm. um, yeah, I think in this year, you know, you mentioned kind of consolidating. I, haven't like shut down anything, but I've definitely been consolidating as well, kind of going under just the umbrella of my name and changing everything to just my name. Um, not trying to operate a bunch of different pages. I definitely um, am only really active on Instagram because Facebook, in my opinion, is just kind of like screaming into the abyss. Um, <laughs> and so I just kind of don't use it anymore. But yeah, that's kind of where I am with social media. And I think mental health wise, well, I guess let's take it like 
um, page by page. So how would you say like Facebook affects your mental health? Currently, I would say it is exhausting and overwhelming because there's so much vitriol mm-hmm. and people with competing opinions trying to be louder and bigger than each other constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in a group for hairdressers that just, I don't know if it's our communication style, how it's evolved. I don't know if it's just that everybody's on edge right now. I don't know, but it's like, we can't, can't just let something be or somebody have an opinion. Somebody Mm -hmm. has to come back and come back in a way that's like really overly aggressive. Yeah. Like unnecessarily so and like being insulting and condescending. Um, So that is kind of the biggest thing for me. Like the politics, I can only take it a little bit at a time. I know my opinions. I know my vote. It's not going to change. I don't need to just gulp down the horror, I guess, the daily (laughs) horror, but it's not, you can't avoid it at this Mm -hmm. point. It's fucking everywhere. Um, The one thing that I've done to really preserve my sanity is I have unfollowed some people. Okay. So first my page is private. I don't have an open page that anybody, just anybody can find me for safety reasons, um, for past experiences that we've discussed. So everybody on my page is somebody that I know or is a friend of somebody that I know. Right. And so I love staying connected to my friends who don't live here, you know, who live far away and, and, and keeping kind of clued into their lives. But I have had to unfollow some of them so they're not popping up on my newsfeed because I have friends who would post or share, you know, 25, 30 things a day. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's too much. It's, it's overly, it's, it's that outrage fatigue. Like I can't do it anymore. Yeah. You know, in the past when I was a single mom and I was really lonely and feeling really kind of hopeless, I think it was hard on my mental health because seeing other people seeming to kind of have their lives figured out. And I felt like I so didn't, Mm -hmm. I'm learning more and more that that's, bullshit and just, you know, the way that we present it's window dressing. Right. But at the time I really believed that it was me lacking something. There was something wrong with me that I couldn't have that life. Right. So it's evolved. Yeah. I think for me, Facebook used to be a place for all my friends. It used to be a private place. And then once like my family got on Facebook, I kind of opened it up a little bit. And I think, I don't think my private at this point, but I might change that. Um, I don't really use Facebook like I used to. Every once in a while, I'll go on and post something kind of long, but the way I use Facebook now is more with groups. Mm -hmm. Um, I really use it to connect with other entrepreneurs or um, I'm in a bunch of like podcasting groups and I use it as kind of a networking tool more than anything. I don't I don't know how this is possible, but I don't really see a lot of the really negative um, arguing like you're mentioning. Like I know it's there, but I'm I'm not seeing it. Maybe it's how I've, you know, made my algorithm respond, but I don't see a lot of that. And I don't see a lot of political stuff, surprisingly enough. Um, When I do, it's like, you know, I just kind of ignore it for the most part. But for me, Facebook has really just become a place that I'm not interested in engaging 
you know, I'll engage with those like really like far out of my actual close sphere friends um, groups. And I, there's a few like podcast groups that I'm in that I really enjoy being a part of um, like the Murderino groups and the, mm-hmm. um, yeah. the different um, last podcast groups and everything. But other than that, I don't really find it a place to connect with customers. I don't see it as a way to meet people or network with people. Like I just don't see it in that way anymore. Um, I think it's changed because I, I think, you know, Facebook kind of used to be the way, like if you had a business, you had to use Facebook to promote yourself. Yeah. And I think now it's kind of pointless. It just doesn't, maybe there's a trick to it that I don't get some algorithm that I don't understand, but I just think it's not, it doesn't do what it used to do for businesses. Well, and I can't think of a single business that I follow on Facebook, like, and that's where I interacted them, you know, Mm -hmm. like I might like a business or something, but it's not where I'm interacting with them. Um, yeah. So what about Instagram? What are your thoughts on Instagram? I think you're, you're a lot more active on that, aren't you? Uh, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to build my, uh, my new page for the new business, um, which is going very, very slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to actually take a class yeah. in how to <laughs> use Instagram to promote business in the vein that I do business as far as like hair and talking about, you know, holistic products and trying to get people, you know, to think about the toxins that they're putting in their body. Um, so in that sense, yeah. And I will say that I had a a Instagram page forever. I mean, I think I started it in 2011, like I said, Mm -hmm. for my other business and just kind of forgot about it. Like I just never engaged with it Yeah. and then came back to it and still like every once in a while I post something, not really. But yeah. then I made an Instagram page for my fucking dog and I'm on <laughs> all the time. Like she is a star. She's out there. Everything she does is so fucking cute. I want the world to know about it. That's amazing. What is that Instagram? <laughs> uh, at Roxy V Manchester. Thank you very much. Awesome. Awesome. So go follow Roxy because she is a star. <laughs> she is a star. Um, what about, do you ever feel like you know, people talk a lot about, especially with Instagram, because there's so many like Instagram models and lifestyle like models and Instagram famous is like a quote unquote status. Um, do you ever feel kind of that fear of missing out or that I'm not good enough or this life is so perfect? Why isn't mine look like, like, do you feel that? I think I've had that reaction less so with Instagram than I used to have with Facebook or Pinterest Mm -hmm. say um, only because I am actually so overwhelmed by the feed on Instagram. I rarely look at it Mm -hmm. when I'm on Instagram. It's because I'm posting something about the dog and then liking dog pictures of her (laughs) dog friends or I am posting stuff for the business or engaging with the client, et cetera. I rarely am on Instagram just scrolling Mm because it's completely overwhelming yeah so I'm the complete opposite like I the way I use Instagram is almost like a I don't know it's probably not good just like mindless scrolling scrolling I love scrolling through the feed um I don't like how the feed is set up now because it used to be chronological um Mm -hmm. and so I knew that I was seeing the new stuff but now it's it's based on an algorithm and I'm sure you all know this but it's based on an algorithm Uh, based on oh well 
um, based on like people you interact with and people who post the most. So you'll see the same okay. people over and gotcha. over and over again. So gotcha. I might follow 400 people, but I'm only going to see like 30 of those people's posts. Um, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's a lot of the same stuff over and over, but, um, and I also love the stories. I feel like the stories are where I interact the most. Um, and, I, and this is so funny cause I hated Snapchat, but I love Instagram stories and they are the exact same thing, but huh, okay. it's, I like the temperance. Like I like how it's temporary and it's just like, no one needs to see like the cupcakes I made for the rest of eternity, but I like showing it on my stories, you know? Um, gotcha. okay. So there are things that are more appropriate for a story than there are for a, like your page. In my mind, you know, I feel like I have a little bit more control over it, but I think with Instagram, like the way it's made me feel in the past, um, I think there's a lot of tendency, especially I have a lot of perfectionism tendencies. You do? Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Is that shocking? (laughs) Oh, no, no, not in the least. I'm just I being an asshole. Sarcasm. Sorry, please continue. <laughs> I was like, wait, is she, is she joking? Um, Clary, are you half? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just, I start to see other people's feeds and like how nice their photos are or like how great yeah. their lives are or the fact that they are able to post every day. And I don't have something interesting to post every day. Like, I don't know about you guys, but do you, I mean, do you want to see me sitting at my desk every day? Cause I, I doubt it. Um, right. But I just, I get a lot of kind of, I don't even know what to call it. It's not FOMO. It's, I don't know what, like jealousy or just like not feeling good enough or like envy. Maybe? Just envy. Like, yeah. Like I don't have jealousy feels like bigger. It just feels too big and petty, but it's not yeah, that I'm it's more ugly. of just like, yeah, it's more of like, wow, this is really cool. They're doing really cool things. I wish I could do that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is kind of toxic sometimes. I think also though, I, I recently like cleaned out my feed and I unfollowed a bunch of toxic things and I, um, I added a bunch of like really positive hashtag follows. So I'm getting a lot of like really positive things throughout the day when I am going through the feed. I don't feel like I'm having those feelings as often. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And like I said, it's, I use it a lot to communicate with my friends and even people that I don't really see ever, like not even close friends, like people that I know. Um, and I have some friends on Instagram that I've never actually met in real life. Um, Mm -hmm. so I think that that's a really cool way to connect with people that you may not otherwise be able to connect with and stay in touch with people. So that's what I really like about it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't, I'm just not that engaged with it, I guess. Yeah. I think, you know, for a long time I was very skeeved out by social media, like, Mm -hmm. but I'm the person who like, I, it took me forever even to get email. Right. Because I was so like, I just don't want to be that accessible. (laughs) And it feels like I'm just being bombarded all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and as much as I am addicted to social media, like everybody else, I think I still have a little bit of that sense of like, whoa, 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 whoa. This yeah. is, this feels like too much. And so I, there's, there's just certain things, like I said, with an Instagram feed, like I just, I can't engage with it on that level, mm-hmm. but I will sit and scroll through Facebook for hours, Yeah, yeah. you know? Interesting. Yeah. And I think, um, to the point of, the different behaviors of, you know, it's still scrolling. It's still kind of absorbing. It's more of a passive thing, I think. And, um, I think that in itself can get 
a little dangerous. I mean, like you mentioned, it's addictive and Mm -hmm. like it's scientifically been proven to be addictive. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to make sure that you are able to engage with other like real life people. Um, Yeah. Which I I, I think my social life has definitely suffered for the early social media. Yeah. Cause I am very much an introvert. So it's, it, it sort of became this sense of like, Oh, I'm engaging. I'm having connection with people. Right. I'm, I'm being social. I don't need to push myself outside of my comfort zone. I can do yeah. this from the privacy of my couch, you know? So yeah, I think in that sense, it's really kind of isolating and dangerous for people. I think so too. It's, um, it creates the, maybe the illusion of connection. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not actually going out and connecting Um, but I think it also can facilitate connection. So I think it's just like, how are you using it? But also, you know, I was at a concert this last weekend and, um, I watched this woman, she was on her phone the entire time scrolling Instagram. Wow. She wasn't watching the show. She wasn't engaging with her girlfriend. Like she was just on Instagram the entire time, just scrolling and liking. And I was like, what are you just missing it all. You're just like, you know, I will say, I can't remember the last time I sat at home and watched a movie or a television show where I wasn't also on my phone. Mm -hmm. That's actually one of my goals recently was to start putting my phone like away on the charger somewhere out of my eyesight. And then I find myself reaching for it and like searching for it. So I know that I'm addicted to it, you know? Um, Yeah. And I just, I feel like there are things that I'm not, like, I love movies. That used to be one of my, my favorite things was, Mm -hmm. you know, good movie. I'm, I'm obsessed. I was a movie nerd. Yeah. But I can't remember the last time I fully engaged and like took in a story because I was on my phone. It's gross. Well, well, it's that second screen experience, right? Like Mm -hmm. if I'm watching a movie, I'm, you know, sitting on the couch with my husband watching a movie and I'm like, who's that guy? And I'm like, looking him up on IMDb right. and then like I go down a wormhole right. of what else has he been mm-hmm. in and then like I you know we'll pause the movie to watch a clip on my phone like it's it's ridiculous it's it's mm-hmm. an inability to focus and sometimes we'll do this thing where if we can't remember an actor's name or something like we'll refuse to look it up because yeah I feel like this I want to challenge my brain to use it you know be active and think about it and um, that's kind of often another tangent, but no, but I think that's a good point. I mean, it's like you're, you're, you're exercising a muscle that's gotten atrophied over time mm-hmm. because let's face it, there are things that we used to have to do that we just don't have to do anymore. Yeah. You know, like go to the library or, yeah. you know, talk to your elderly relatives or, you know, like there's just information that we, we, we have at our fingertips now. And it's, so it's yeah. taken out a lot of the work involved. I'm going to confess something right now that I'm deeply ashamed about. Um, <gasps> yeah. I have tried multiple times, but I cannot memorize my husband's phone number. <laughs> I don't know it. If you were to kidnap me today and say, yeah. we're going to kill you unless you call your husband right now and get a million dollars from him. I'd be like, I don't know his number. I can't help you. I'm sorry. <laughs> So please don't do that because I won't be able to help you. Um, uh, can you get my phone and look up my contacts, please? <laughs> I think that's true for a lot of people. I mean, like, yeah. I read this study recently where, I know I'm sorry, it wasn't a study. Somebody was talking about uh, 
a speaker who who has this kind of story that they tell where she's in a classroom and she'll say to the classroom, um, I bet everybody in here remembers their first phone number as a kid. Mm-hmm. And everybody kind of smiles and they start kind of thinking about it and remembering. And yeah, most people remember their first phone number as a kid. Uh, what about, you know, what was your phone number, you know, three numbers ago? Nothing. Yeah. Like I have to sometimes go and look up my own phone number yeah. on my phone. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so I, there, I, the only number I know is my daughter's because yeah. I made myself memorize it. Yeah. Um, but it's I, hard to yeah, do. Else, mm-hmm, it is. And I do think that there's an impact of having the screen in our face all the time. Mm-hmm. I, it's not that I think our brains are turning to mush, but I, I do think it's had an impact on our cognitive function. Right. Because we don't have to use it the way that we used to have to use it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, to the point of like second screen experiences, you know, it's a, I think, proven fact that people can't actually multitask. Mm-hmm. But we're almost like forcing ourselves to multitask constantly because we're interacting on constantly. social media and we're watching a movie and we're listening to it, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting thing that we full well knowing that we cannot multitask are like just doing more and more and more all at once. Right. And that's not specifically about social media, but social media is almost always a piece of that because I am almost always on Instagram if I'm sitting on the couch watching TV. Or if yeah. I'm like cooking dinner, I'm also interacting with people on Instagram. So it's one of those things where social media becomes that second piece of whatever activity I'm doing, no matter what it is. Um, right. You know, I think it's also present. it is. And one thing I've been doing lately, and this is more to do with screen time, but I'm trying to set an alarm 30 minutes before I go to bed to like say, okay, no more phone. Um, I, that's one of those like sleep hygiene things that they tell you to do because screens keep your brain active long beyond it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really hard though. I'm noticing, like, I feel really anxious about putting my phone down at the end of the night and knowing that, all right, well, I could be scrolling through Pinterest or, you know, right. Right. Like, I'm not really missing out on anything, but I feel like I am. Now I don't know what to do with my hands because yes. my phone's not in it. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's like how I used to feel when I was a smoker. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same thing. I'm just like, I need something to do with my hands. Like I need a drink yep. to hold my hands. Um, mm-hmm. And I think in a lot of ways, social media, and especially like as I've quit drinking, you're right. Like you want something to do with your hands. I think for me, holding my phone and, and scrolling through it has become one of those things. Right. Yeah, I think that's probably true for a lot of people. I mean, I think that's probably the basis of the addiction right there Mm -hmm. is just giving yourself something to be distracted by and not feel awkward sitting in a public space or somewhere by yourself and, and having nothing to do. Right. You know, like I'm very awkward normally. You may have noticed. Um, <laughs> no, <not laughs> I've always been socially awkward. Definitely worse when I was younger. And the idea of going and sitting somewhere by myself was sickening. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't imagine having to do that. And anytime I did, it was like just 
gut-wrenching, like the, this, the embarrassment and so worried that people were looking at me because at the time I still thought people gave a shit about anything, <laughs> other than themselves, which is not true. Not true. Um, so in that sense, it kind of immediately I was drawn to this uh, smartphone idea mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. suddenly, oh no, I'm very engaged in whatever's happening right now, Yeah, you know, and I can just tune everything out and I look big busy, you know, I don't look like some weirdo just hanging out by myself. Um, yeah. So I, my point just being, I think that that feeling of being occupied mm-hmm. is probably a universal appeal with the thing. Have you ever tried to like say, okay, I'm going to go a whole day without mm-hmm. my phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did it feel? Uh, the only time I've succeeded is when I was at this place, uh, in Oregon called Brighton Bush and it's a, um, natural hot springs and there's no Wi-Fi. It's up in the mountains. There's mm-hmm. no Wi-Fi. So your phone doesn't work. There's yeah. no point in even having it with you. Um, and at the time I didn't play games on my phone or anything like that. So I would put it in the glove box and then go spend three days without it. And it was amazing. I would feel so much calmer and, yeah revived and energized and then as soon as you get the phone it's like all the tension starts to come back and there's right. a thousand emails that haven't been answered and you know it, it's it's a lot yeah but I know I've never succeeded at actually not picking up my phone when I have made when I've given myself a challenge not to yeah I have done things like I'm not allowed to look at Facebook before I go to work because mm-hmm. it'll make me late and I've done okay with that mm-hmm but a whole day without my phone, without it being locked away somewhere. No, not so much. Yeah. I have rules around, um, Twitter. So I don't know if you use Twitter. I don't. It is one of the most toxic places on the internet. (laughs) And I typically only use Twitter in a few cases. One of them is if there is some sort of helicopter in my backyard um there's a great <laughs> what the fuck you guys <laughs> it's a hashtag what the helicopter um <laughs> amazing it's awesome and I actually have i have had helicopters in my backyard twice so it's yep. a great way to go figure out what's going on um i use it in that case i use it during election season a lot because i i just I love reading all the hot takes. I love reading everything that's going on, especially if I'm watching debates. I've got that second screen experience. I want to see what people are saying during the debates. Um, that's really the only time that I am a Twitter person because I'm not like out there putting out my hot takes necessarily, but I want to read other people's. Um, but other than that, I try to avoid it because it you can go down a rabbit hole of just negativity very easily, very quickly. And it's the same thing where it's like, I'll get, I'll start looking at it and I'll be late to something or I'll stay up way too long. Um, Mm -hmm. it's definitely one of those places that I try to minimize my interactions on. Um, and I know a lot of people, even like people in the um, political sphere, like taking breaks from Twitter because it is just such a toxic place. Um, so if you are feeling that, definitely try to take a break. And you know what? The chaos will be there when you get back, I promise. Yeah, right. You're probably not missing that much. Right, right. Um, mm. I feel like that about Reddit, too. I had a friend get me try to get me turned on to Reddit because we both have all these weird dietary things and skin issues and whatever. And so there's all these different mm-hmm. um, subgroups for that. Yeah. But 
it's just such a dumpster fire. Like I just, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. And I don't think I've read it as social media, but it is. Um, it is. Reddit, I mean, people are responding absolutely. constantly, you know, it is. Th- oh, weird. <laughs> the, um, traffic is, uh, I'm going crazy outside my window because there's an accident down the street. So sorry. There's no, no it's fine. Um, yeah, Reddit is just, it can be a very, very toxic place as, as well. Anytime you've got people able to hide behind a screen or a mm-hmm. anonymous screen name or an avatar, they're going to be terrible. And that's just the way of the world. Your worst self is going to come out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I pretty much avoid Reddit as well, although I'll go there if I'm looking for some like really specific information or feedback, but um, I just yeah. don't like dealing with trolls. So mm-hmm. that's uh, exhausting. Who has yeah. the time? Who are these people? Jesus. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what a life. If you are a Reddit person, please don't reach out. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Don't add us. And if you're a Reddit troll, F you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sure you're a lovely I ha- person. I have spoken. I'm not so sure that you are, but <laughs> hey, one of us has to play. If they're listening to this so. podcast, <laughs> they're trying to be better. That's right. That's right. Um, one thing also that isn't social media, but definitely has an effect on my mental health is emails. Okay. Also, how, how does it affect your mental health? I don't know about you, but I get probably. 150 emails that are like sales emails a day Mm -hmm. and they give me anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't read them and I feel because they are written in such a way that's like super friendly. I feel guilty deleting them. Oh honey. I know. I know. We got to (laughs) talk. I know it's crazy, but it's like, I'll read that later because it's a lot of, oftentimes it's people I do want to keep up with what they're doing or what they've got. Sure. You know, sure. But then I can see where it's like, you know, how hard they've worked to put this together and you know, how much is at stake for them, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But I do think you have to put your mental health first always. Yeah. Um, so I've been trying to do some pretty serious unsubscribing. Um, yeah, <laughs> just to yeah. Keep I love the sane. unsubscribe. Yeah. yeah, you have to, you have to, it's crazy. Cause I imagine you already get a hundred plus emails a day oh, that yeah. you have to read. It's like, it's not like this is the only thing that you're dealing with. You no, know? I'm dealing with multiple inboxes. Yeah. Know? That's, that's too much. And that's, I have, I think I have five email accounts, mm-hmm. including the, the podcast. Um, six actually including the podcast and again I'm you know deleting certain things and consolidating so it's getting smaller but the sheer quantity of just junk mail mm-hmm. is exhausting yeah you know you yeah. can't invest in all of that you can't do it and I think about like when I go check my mailbox which I only do like once a week but when I go check my mailbox at my apartment there's just like crap in there that I'm like why did you even send this to me it's overwhelming and it's like a bunch of like coupons and stuff that I don't want. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's, it's overwhelming. If I was getting that much like physical mail every day that I get in my email, oh, I would right. Can you imagine? Horrible. <laughs> I'd have to open a recycling plant. 
Um, but yeah, that's not social media, but it, it definitely does affect me because when I don't have that empty inbox, it starts to give me anxiety because I like Well, I think it applies because it's still like these electronic devices that are affecting our world. Like we've right. become so dependent on them, you know, and I think email is a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm just validating yeah. you. I think it totally counts. Um, anything else? Are there any other social medias that I'm not thinking of that? Oh, okay. Pinterest. Mm-hmm. So Pinterest. I we love kinda, Pinterest. I love Pinterest. We hit on it a little bit. Um, I, I love making Pinterest boards. I love using it to plan events. I love using mm-hmm. it to plan projects, but for me at least, sometimes I get a little overwhelmed that I'm never going to do all these things. And I can see that. Yeah. It starts to feel like a burden of like a to-do list that I will never succeed at. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I think that's a you thing because I'm just like saving pretty (laughs) pictures of stuff that I like that I get really excited about. But yeah, I can see where that would be really taxing. You know, because you are a list maker. Yeah. You're a list maker with purpose. Right. You know. Well, I know my mom has said as well, and um, she likes to do like DIY projects, but she gets overwhelmed because she'll go on there and look for something to do, but she'll just spend all her time on Pinterest instead of actually Mm -hmm. doing the project. And I think instead of doing the thing. Yeah. yeah, I think there's a a tendency for that is where you go on there for inspiration and then you spend all of your time planning, never actually taking action. And, um, I've tried to cut back on Pinterest for that very reason. I, I tend to just pin things, not read them, keep moving. And then I never go back to it and do anything. So I never see it again. Yep. Um, I actually have just recently started using Pinterest more again because I used I used to spend hours on it like oh, when yeah. it first came out. Oh my God, hours. And then I just sort of forgot about it. Mm-hmm. And then I started this bizarro dietary lifestyle change for the autoimmune disease and I've been using it weekly. I sit down uh, at the night before I go grocery shopping mm-hmm. and I look up recipes that are AIP compliant yeah. and make my meal plan for the week. And it's actually been the easiest way that I've done this mm-hmm. so far. So for that thing, like that kind of stuff, I love that about Pinterest. Yeah. That's actually my favorite way to use Pinterest as well. And it's great for like, um, when my friends and I have parties or events, like we'll make a board and we'll pin like recipes and things that we're going to make in there. It's That's great. cool. It's very That's good very for cool. event planning. Um, and then like when I did my wedding, um, I had, uh, two, like, two or three boards with my, my bridesmaids and we all pinned things. And then I, you know, edited it down to the things we were actually going to do. And so we had, everyone had access to um, all the DIY projects and we were able to go there. Even if I wasn't there to explain it, they could go and look at the tutorial. So that was really cool. Um, that is nice. But one thing I've been doing lately is I have a tendency to just save something or email it to myself. What I'm trying to do now is instead of saving it, just go ahead and read it. Like if it's mm-hmm. worth saving or sending to yourself, just go mm-hmm. ahead and stop what you're doing and read it and engage with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's been really helpful for me to not feel like I'm just putting things on a to-do list. I'm actually taking the time to evaluate whether or not it's worth my to-do list. Yeah. Um, so that's something I've been doing with Pinterest, but also like things like Medium and uh, Facebook, anywhere where I'm interacting with content. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Good plan. Yeah. 
Yeah. So do you have anything else about social media and how it affects your mental health? Um, definitely. I think it affects my sleep. Mm -hmm. That's probably the, the next thing I need to tackle. Yeah. Um, because I need to improve my sleep anyway. And that's definitely a part of it. I think is it used to be, I would stay up too late watching TV and now I'll stay up too late on my phone. Mm -hmm. Um, playing games, you know, on social media, reading, whatever it is, but just completely sucked in. Yeah. You know, and I know that that affects your brain it affects your circadian rhythm. And, um, and then that's a big deal and that yeah. has major health implications. Right. I think a lot of people struggle with that. I've worked with a couple of clients that specifically that was their, their issue was yeah. trying to, to unwind or unhook mm -hmm. from the phone at night. Um, my daughter got me this and I'll have to look it up and, and put a link to it. Um, but she uploaded a filter that like at a certain time of day, um, shows up on my screen to block the, I think the blue light mm -hmm. that really affects your brain poorly. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I mean, I, I don't know if it's helped or not, but that's just sort of one step that I've taken. Um, but that's on my list of, of, uh, you know, part this lifestyle change and getting, getting back to health is yeah. disconnecting at night. It's just too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess some of the tips, if we wanted to go back over those, um, yeah, yeah. unfollowing or pausing people in groups who are overwhelming or feel toxic to you, like don't feel bad about it. They're not going to know. Um, they'll never know. They'll never know. And if they have a problem with it, they're probably not a good person to have in your life anyway, or in yeah, your feet Maybe that's not a, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, putting your phone away when doing other activities, which I think is really mm -hmm. hard for a mm -hmm. lot of people. Yeah. Um, I think we've lost a sense of respect for other people as well. Mm -hmm. So even something as simple as like no, no phone at the dinner table, yeah. um, you know, wherever dinner is, if it's out in public or at home, even if you're just by yourself, mm -hmm. like just give yourself like a phone free zone and start there. Yeah. I think phones and social media, those are misery managers and anxiety managers that mm -hmm. we don't often think about. Um, mm -hmm. But I think putting some parameters around when am I allowed to have my phone out, I think is, is super important mm -hmm. and something sure. I struggle with and we'll be working on. Um, yeah. Disconnecting 30 minutes before bed at least. Um, and this is kind of the blue light stuff you're talking about, but setting a timer, making sure that you are fully able to unwind because social media especially can get us so wound up and, and tight and tense and that can create yep. sleep issues and create anxiety. So um, making sure that you're giving yourself time to unwind before you go to bed. For sure. And then I love this one. Take a break from what is disturbing to you. Mm -hmm. The truth is, is there will be horrible shit to respond to the <laughs> next time you pick up your phone. Yep. So you know, there's a couple ways to look at this. One, stop following accounts that you find yourself just completely inflamed by. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's all these news sites and whatever out there. Like if you find yourself just chronically upset, it's probably not the healthiest thing for you to keep engaging with this thing. Yeah. So take a break from it. Just mm -hmm. disconnect, unsubscribe, whatever yeah. you need to do. And just notice if you feel more relaxed, less tense, lighter, anything. Yeah. I 
promise that there will be a shift. Well, and maybe it's not even news. Maybe it's your cousin whose sure. parenting style you don't agree with. Like, yeah, what, whatever it is. Take a break from it. Walk away if, from it. Anything that you feel is like chronically upsetting to you mm -hmm. or chronically inflammatory for you, you don't need to engage with it every day. Yep. Yep. And then unsubscribe. This kind of goes along with the unfollow, but I think in specific, I think specifically with like emails or podcasts, things that, you know, you're subscribed to, um, go ahead and just hit unsubscribe. You don't have to feel guilty like I do. <laughs> and I will be working on that. <laughs> We're going to work on that one. So, <laughs> And then consolidate where you can, which I think is something you and I are both mm -hmm. sort of in the throes of right now. Yeah. You know, just maybe you don't need five emails and four Facebook accounts, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that's one thing I tell new business owners or people who are starting some sort of um, venture is don't try to be everywhere at once. Go ahead mm -hmm. and just start where you already are. You don't right. need a Twitter page and a Facebook page and a Pinterest, you know, just do one thing at a time. It is overwhelming. And that's, you know, yeah. businesses, but people too. I think just yeah. if you're a person, you don't necessarily have to do all the things. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think specific to a business, you have to remember, like, you're not going to be able to give everything your attention. And particularly in the beginning when you're building a business, mm -hmm. your attention is so in demand yeah. that your social media presence is not going to be very impressive. Like, it's right. not going to represent you very well. So yeah. just don't bother with it in the beginning. You'll get burned if out. If you can. Yeah, you'll get burned out completely. And then don't save, read. So yes. if it is important enough to save, take a minute, read over it, decide if you need to keep it. If not, get it out of there. Yeah. Don't pile it up. Yeah. Uh, digital hoarding is a real issue. I do it. Mm -hmm. You do it. Everyone does it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm working on my digital hoarding. I actually got called out um, by a coworker the other day because I had like, I don't even know, like 30 tabs open on my, on my browser. It, I just couldn't close them. I didn't want to. Still hoarding is a serious issue. Yeah, and exhausting. God. Um, and then add blue light filters where you can. I know it's not social media in particular, but we are interacting with screens all day long. Um, I have blue light lenses on my on my um, glasses. So take care of your eyes because you need your eyeballs. And um, mm -hmm. until we all have chips implanted in our brains, you're going to need those to read your tweets. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Can you imagine just an instant download from Twitter mm -hmm. directly into your brain? Just the... It's like, it by, what if it just like bypassed all of the like comprehension, just sent you straight to anger. Like <laughs> you just get the reaction. You don't actually have the interaction. You, yeah. you don't even know what it is. You're, yeah, just, you're just furious. Like, just yeah. Yep. Um, just horrified and inflamed. <laughs> oh, the future. The future is bright. Mm. Ugh, geez. Oh, I'm worried. I'm worried. I know. The children today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, if you would like to social media with us, um, <laughs> you can, do you can find us on every social media channel. Certainly can. Um, you can interact with us. We have a Facebook group, um, <laughs> which is just get it together podcast. Uh, we also have an Instagram, which is get it together podcast. And you can reach me at my personal Instagram, which is my preferred method of communication um, at jkennedy.co. 
Nice. And you can find me at Roxy B. Manchester or at BlueGardenia.atx. That's all right. All right. Well, everywhere, what is your... Um, everywhere. Everywhere. We're everywhere. <laughs> we got to consolidate. Um, what is your intention for the week? Mm, God, what is my intention for the week? Um, my intention for the week is to continue to take really good care of myself and also... I'm really working on my self-talk because I'm having a very hard time with what's physically happening to me. Mm -hmm. um, since people can't see us, I'll explain. I have gained about 15 pounds and gone up almost two sizes in like four months. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is fluid. It's just part of the inflammation, but it still feels and looks like weight. Yeah. And I'm horrified and embarrassed and I don't want to feel like that about myself anymore. I lived that way for years when I was obese. I don't want to feel that way. It takes too much fucking energy. So I'm working on my self-talk this week. Yeah. Good. How about you? Um, this week I had a really, really crazy busy weekend. So, um, and week last week. So this week I'm focusing on um, just taking care of me and kind of, evaluating some of the places where I put my energy. I think, um, maybe I'm going a little too hard, but, uh, that's my intention for myself. And then, um, you know, I've got some family stuff coming up, which I'm excited about. So getting ready for the holidays, it's almost holiday season, y'all. I can't believe it. Yeah, it is. You're right. It Halloween is. is just around the corner and then it all goes by in a flash. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, you know, going to get the house, nice and ready for that and just start preparing to be a little bit more, um, homebody. Festive as Festive. it were. Yes. Yes. A little cozier. Love it. What is it called? Hugga? Is that that? Huh? Hugga? Is that what uh. it's called? Uh. <laughs> it's like a, I think I want to say it's Swedish. I might, I'm completely wrong about that, but it's like the idea of being cozy. Oh yeah. Okay. I don't know. Well, now I'm going to have to Google that shit. Good luck spelling it. You love a reason to be on my phone. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Oh, we love you. Yay. Take care of your brains. Take care of your eyeballs and your brains. Bye. Bye.